0: What's going on, guys? Welcome to the modeling empowered narratives podcast, where we work towards mastering empathetic navigation. I am a co-host Jordan Flowers. I'm Jacob Hale. And I'm Trey Mosley. And before we get into today's episode, make sure you guys subscribe, like, comment, share your favorite podcast. Right, right on so- YouTube. Show some love. Show some love, man. We need it um in terms of creating this content. Keep much uh pushing these, these things out um so we can get a, a bigger audience but we got a nice nice size audience so far but we want to keep expanding on our empire right now so make sure to keep sharing our uh our podcast and what we're doing and kind of our mission and everything it, it kind of helps us with uh keep moving forward right Hell, what you think what do you think about that man how how you think the numbers look
1: what you what you say Oh man it's going well it's going very well and <clears throat> the payback off of what you're saying is you you never know who needs to hear this you know um some of the stuff you say, if you know who we are, you know, you you know how we are, you know how we talk, but there's other people who've never seen this before. So they'll hear something like this and it can be very refreshing. It can be that wake up call, that aha moment for them. So, you know, definitely like share, you know, don't be afraid to pull someone aside like, oh, hey, you know, you should check this out. Um, think, think it'll really help you out for what's going on with you.
0: Yeah, it's beneficial. It could be beneficial, like you say, it could be beneficial for a lot of people. And I think even that episode I just got done recording about what it's meant. I'm um, just talking about our overall mission. I think that is a good episode if you want to know um, what we're kind of about in our little mission and some of our goals with just creating this podcast. So make sure, like I said, subscribe, like, comment, all those things. We're on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Um, now we're on YouTube as well, uh, TikTok. Yeah, so we'll have oh Yeah all of it so we'll have that link in the in the um, description box on our youtube channel and everything so make sure to run that up but before we get into today's episode as well I want to give a, a shout out to our uh partner uh, mark kicks um my boy marcus get at him for all of your exclusive needs for uh sneakers and pre-orders and future drops the website link and contact information for shoe purchases are below in this video's description. For my sneakerheads out there, it's about to be December, so you know we got some nice uh, drops. Um, I'm finally when I say I'm about, I'm waiting till December, Trey. I'm, I'm, not, you, I'm, I'm not
2: doing it. I'm not doing it. You, we not. gotta
0: wait till December, bro, to cop another pair of sneakers, bro. Stay strong. <laughs>
2: I'm not giving in, bro. No shoe November.
0: That's what no it shoe is. November. No shoe November, bro. So in December, we're gonna run it up a little bit. We're gonna run it up a little bit. But welcome back to my boy Trey. He was absent in that last episode. What you what you up to, man? What you up to, Mr. Overnight? Uh was Dang, he? He I, overnight I, and he <laughs> a golfer. Yeah. Part-time
2: a, golfer. Part-time <laughs> overnight. Nah, I mean, I'm just I've just been chilling, bro. Been working out, golfing. The weather it was nice. For some reason, it was 70 degrees in November. So that was cool. Um, I've just been looking into a lot of different new jobs, trying to find trying to get a job at Wash you. and um, life's great, man. Just been we
0: chilling. Gonna, we What's manifesting it. we're we gonna yeah, manifest, manifest it. We need it. I need the support from all the,
2: all the all supporters, man. Absolutely,
0: and it. also, before I want to yeah. um, before we move into anything further, I want to uh, give some prayers out to our boy BJ. Um, and kind of the things I won't go too much in detail what what he's going through um, with an injury, but we want to pray for him and his family and just a full strength of recovery, um, full and, and and fast as needed. Um, but we want to make sure that my boy is in in our prayers as far as that surgery stuff. We all have been through surgery, dang, all four of us now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so uh, we all been under the needle now, so we know that what that's like, and we just want to send out prayers to him and uh, a speedy and full recovery. With that being said, I know BJ is gonna see this. We love you, BJ. Can't wait to have you back. But with with that being said, um, I want to move into today's uh episode, which is protecting your peace, man. This is my—I was looking forward to this. I was looking forward to our whole season, but protecting your peace, you know, your boy is big on peace over here, right? So right. this is something that uh, I've been looking to uh, get into as far as the episode. But you know, I want to start defining things and start off by defining things. So with peace, I'm um, a noun that means freedom from disturbance or a feeling of tranquility, right? So the key word in this definition for me is the word freedom. When we possess the ability to not be confined by something, there's this sort of feeling of being like liberated, right? Or not bound or confined to something or like a confined space. So that leads me into my first question for you guys is staying on the topic of freedom. Can you talk about a situation, a person, a habit, or anything for that matter that you struggle with breaking away from? And can you you speak to why it was so hard to gain your freedom this thing or person and i'll start with you hell what is something you struggle with breaking away from for a long time
1: you know it didn't really hit me too much until after college and thankfully i had a wonderful college experience you know i don't regret anything that happened um it was a lot of fun it was a great time you know obviously injuries and stuff that was unfortunate but it was great and one thing i've realized with not being in college and being out on my own and uh, kind of reinventing myself to a degree is that there was a lot of things that I did because I had FOMA, you know? Mm-hmm. And I felt like that was just a big thing that I needed to get rid of at some point, you know? It's that there's always going to be another party concept you know every saturday it just felt like like oh you know i might miss something big i'm gonna to have to you know i need to go out i need to do something you know i can't just stay in the house all week so it was just it's interesting looking back at it now that there's just so many times where it wasn't even like i necessarily wanted to go out but it was the fear that something really fun or something really cool was going to happen while i was out so i had to go out but as you would guess most of the time, you know, it's pretty straightforward. All parties are pretty much the same, you know, at a certain point, you know, so.
0: Absolutely. I,
1: yeah, I would say, I would say definitely FOMO. FOMO was definitely something I had to eventually get over um, to progress and and move on and start doing other things.
0: So that begs the question, before I get to Trey, uh, what you speaking about FOMO, because that is a big one that we got to kind of struggle with, especially as we get, we're not old, but we ain't that young either. We ain't 17, 18-year-olds when we was, like, freshmen in college. You know what I'm saying? We could kind of party all night. Sometimes, bro, like, stand up till, like, 2, 3 in the morning, bro, like, that's a no-go for me sometimes, man. I got to be in the bed. Like, <laughs> it takes a little bit for me to – I'm old, bro, now. Yeah. Yeah. I'm old now, bro. So, like, but what you're speaking to also with that, that FOMO is, like, bro, at some point, like, with the 23, 24 range, bro, you kind of get sick of – Not sick of it, but like we didn't been to every single event there probably is to be to. Like you know, I'm saying we probably missed a couple things. But like you said, in essence, it's the same thing, right? It's the same people doing the same thing, which it can be fun. Let me not lie and sit here like we are not old. old. We want (laughs) to still have fun, right? I want to. I don't want to say that, but we still young, but still be young, but. Sometimes it is okay to miss that stuff. Like, we don't have to be out every weekend like we was. We don't have to be drinking and partying and doing whatever. It's it's the same thing, right? We're seeing the same people doing the same thing. So, I'll go to you, Trey. What is something that you struggle with breaking away from or something that was hard for you to gain freedom from um, in the last couple of years or the last couple of months?
2: I think the biggest thing for me was just understanding that you don't always have to make everybody like you. You don't always have to. Try to please everybody else over yourself, and I think that was something I struggled with in college. I was always somebody who like just wanted everybody to be all right because I knew how hard it was being away from home, and I wanted to be somebody who was there for everybody. And it came, and I came to the realization that you really can't be there for everybody all the time, because it's so it's so tiring. It's so like it just it just wears you out, always trying to be there for everybody and not worrying about yourself. It's like like the episode is our episode today is protecting your peace. Like I was giving up my peace trying to please other people. And it wasn't like I was trying to please them, it was just trying to make them feel good and make sure they was all right, where I wasn't even checking in on myself.
0: Right. Nah, we're gonna get into that because that is what we call boundaries, and we're gonna get into that a little bit later yeah. on this episode. But um that that is important, bro, because uh and I've and we all have this to a degree, including BJ. I don't want to speak to him. He's going to probably beat me up when he hear this. Don't beat me up, bro. I love <laughs> you. But um, we all kind of got like that. That um, We're very giving type of people, right? We're people that love to give, love to be loved. And like, you know, almost to a certain degree, more than I. And in, in, our, in terms of our friendship, we're like the leaders in terms of wanting to give and being in front of people and wanting to help. So. Um, that is a huge thing, no trade, because, man, I felt victim to that in college for like the last I want to say the first three or four years, bro. Like I was always giving, 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 giving. And it just goes to show you that you can't pour it from an empty cup. Right. I'm over here. I love to give and that's OK to give. But I had nothing to give to myself. And even if I wanted to give, I can't give something I don't have because I felt so drained. So I'll get into that a little bit more when we talk about boundaries. But I do want to pan back to you, Hale. What did you want to say in terms of uh, elaborating on this on this subject?
1: Uh, well, <clears throat> for both of you, I'd say for me and Jordan, when we were in college, I do want to touch on what you're just saying is that um, that was a really great quality that you had. And it was great that you were able to do that, especially since we were roommates. And you I just it remember a- there was. <laughs> No, I mean, honestly, he was he yeah. was a great person to go talk to. He was a great – he definitely – he always wanted to hear what was going on. And him graduating in psychology, there's always a perspective that he would have that would be something that most people just wouldn't think about, you know. So I was definitely blessed with that, of course. And to add on to that is that at the point where Jordan started to have his own struggles and things going on with his life, um, right. I did feel good at the fact that I was able to – Get back to a degree that I felt like I could do what I could to help him out, make him feel good, be that person there to uh, be the fly on the wall for him to vent when he needed to. And the thing I would say to both of you guys, and I I was that to a certain degree, too, but probably way less than between the two of you. You guys are like on a whole different level (laughs) in a good way. You know, right. Um, The one thing I would say is, is, um, you know there's nothing wrong with wanting to be liked and there's nothing wrong with doing good things to help people, but just understand that you can't hold the world's problems in your hand. And that's really what it comes down to is that everyone has their own limit, even you. So as much as you, as much as you feel good with trying to help people, you also, again, with boundaries, you need to get at that point where it's like, okay, I don't want to take too much. I don't want to do too much to where I'm starting to feel overwhelmed because that's really where people get in trouble when they start feeling overwhelmed with other people's problems. So, that would be my personal advice to you guys is that it's not like what you're doing is wrong, just be very strict with what's going to be your limit. And then from there, don't be afraid to outsource, you know, don't be afraid to be like, I would love to help you, but I think you should move you should try this. I feel like this person can help you as well. You know, don't be afraid to outsource as well.
0: Yeah, and that's important, uh, especially especially when you're going through things. And like you said, everybody's kind of got their own struggle. You know, what I'm saying to a certain degree, some a little bit more than others. But we understand that how people deal with certain things, uh, you know, it impacts them in certain ways to a certain extent, even if we're not able to see it. Right. Something might that might be small to me might mean everything to Trey. It might mean everything to hell. Now, you even know, we I mean, we joke as as boys, like sometimes y'all know I'm very dramatic. So like something like that will happen to me. Like, I'm going to take that and times about a 100 sometimes and it's like the end of the world. Y'all know how I am. Like, oh, my God, the sky is <laughs> falling. So but to me, that just was like the you know, what I'm saying that was like the end all be all because sometimes you can't see past whatever you're going through in a moment. And I do want to get into that about boundaries. But anything else that you want to comment on, Hill, in terms of like uh, freedom or any initial thoughts when we're talking about protecting a peace or questions?
1: Um. I think you know what I'll, I'll I'll save it because I I do have my own questions that I want to throw out there, so I don't want to get too far ahead of myself, you know, and right, uh, do anything like that.
0: But and I think also too, um, when we talk about peace, um, and then I think Trey can talk about this as well, is that we're all searching for peace, right? We're all searching for a lot of these things to protect our heart and kind of the things that we're going through, and we're trying to compartmentalize all these things. But at the same time, we got to be willing to be and give peace rather than just one piece. Right. Because sometimes, you know, what we do is always want, want, want and we're not giving it. So can you talk to that, Trey, or elaborate on that point?
2: Yeah, I would definitely say that, like, there is a fine balance between wanting peace and then still giving that peace because you can't be somebody who destroys everybody else's life and then expect people to just always cater to you, always say, like, hey, like, do you need anything? Do you want anything? Like always trying to put your peace before theirs when you're not even giving them peace back. So you can't can't expect something from someone if you're not giving
1: it. Absolutely. Anything with that, Hill? Actually, yeah, that actually moves on. I actually have a question for both of you is that, what would you say are some of the biggest obstacles in finding inner peace? So I'll answer it first and then we can panda Jordan, right. and i'll i'll see what you think but um i think some of the biggest obstacles in finding inner peace is surprisingly i think it's probably going to be someone that's close to you whether those are friends whether those are families it's like it's like we said before it's not that they're necessarily bad people i don't think everyone is just a bad person or a bad influence even though sometimes it can be but sometimes it can be as simple as you have a close relative or you have a close friend that just has a lot of issues and then you want to be there for them but at the same time those issues tend to blur and the end the, to you that will eventually make you feel a certain way so i feel like when it comes to um trying to find your inner peace uh people need to bring that into question you know how are the people around you? Are the people around you helping you find your inner peace? Are the people around you part of the problem? And that's a real question you need to bring up. Now, if they are part of the problem, that doesn't mean get rid of them. You know, some instances, I do believe you should get rid of them, but that's something that you would have to decide on your own. I can't tell you something like that. But it could be as simple as, you know, this person has a lot of issues. I either need to outsource or... I might even need to distance myself, not in a hating way, but in a loving way. Give them a little bit of space, a lot of issues that they need to settle on their own that they need to go with. You know, the biggest, the most important thing is that finding your inner peace is custom and tailored to you. So someone else's inner peace may not be your inner peace. Someone could have a great time and be happy, but you doing the same things they're doing would not give you peace at all. So that's just something that you have to keep in mind. And then panning it on to Jordan, what would you say are some of the biggest obstacles with finding inner peace?
0: Oh man, this is this is this this is right close to homes for me. Um, at the the biggest obstacle when I was going through my self growth journey, and obviously it's an ongoing thing for me, right? This is a lifelong journey that we go on when we talk about our lives. We always gotta be able to maintain it and keep those tools uh, right. sharp, right? But the biggest obstacle for me was um, just the forgiveness aspect. Right. And the resentments that I held towards people. That was hard. That was hard. Um, not even just, you know, friends, family, all the things, whether it was warranted or not, whether if I justified it or not. I had a lot of and hell, we've talked about this as well. I had a lot of misplaced anger. Like I was angry. You know, when we talked about projection a couple episodes ago, right? a couple of episodes ago. And I had a lot of anger, but I didn't know where it was coming from. Like, I mean, I wanted everybody at some point, but I wanted everybody to have it. I was kind of seeking for somebody to kind of take me off so I can just get mad and release this energy that I had built up. But I didn't understand what was coming from. And it was a lot of unresolved things within myself that I think I hadn't really been able to identify at the time And until I started to look within, started to look in the mirror and started to go to a therapist and lean on my friends to see what is actually the root cause of my problem? Not like the manifestation, like these small things, but like the actual root cause of my anger. Where is it coming from? And there was a lot of baggage that I was holding on. It was a lot of things that um, I was carrying in my big old backpack and carrying it through the world. And it was a lot of resentments and hatred that I had towards a lot of people. Whether, Like I said, whether it was justified or not, um, I had it. And I was carrying that baggage expecting peace But I can't be how can I be at peace with myself and how can I be at peace with the world if I have hatred towards other people? If I have dislike towards everybody, if I dislike myself, not even just other people, if I dislike myself. So for some of the things that I've done, so that was the biggest obstacle for me.
2: And I would definitely say jumping on with you, Jordan, like I definitely feel where you're coming from, where the self growth and like understanding why you were always mad, because I was in the same state you were. As In college, I couldn't figure out why I couldn't stay healthy, why well, I was always hurt. It was always something. I felt like I did everything I needed to. I always worked out. I was always one of the last people off the field, always wanting extra work and all this other stuff. But then the, my results weren't getting there just because I wasn't – I couldn't maintain health. Like, I couldn't stay healthy at all. I was every, – every season, it was always something. I was hurt. I was hurt. And that was just so frustrating to me. And I think what – really helped me out is that I realized that like, you don't like you can't control how if you're being hurt, like you can't control getting hurt. And like me being angry at myself because I couldn't stay healthy was only was only helping the problem. It wasn't really freeing me. It wasn't doing anything good for me. It was just making me evil and spiteful towards other people because I was like, why are they healthy? Why are they still okay, and I do more than them. I try harder than them. But you can't do that. You can't compare yourself to everybody else. You can't, like just you can't want something that other people have, you have to want something that you have or that you want, because it's your goals and your ambitions. Absolutely. And then going along with what Hale was saying, like jumping on the knowing your friends and like your friends being your piece, I think having a good circle around you is vital to finding your inner peace. And I feel like when I was angry, like always, like, for instance, I lived with BJ and Jared every single day. I seen them every single day, talk to them. First person I talked to when I woke up, last person I was talking to when I was asleep. And I think their good energy that I was always around and their like uplifting spirits was what helped me get out of my spiteful tendencies and what helped me like not be as mad that I was hurt and and not be upset about being hurt and try to like, look at the brighter side and look at the better things that I had going on in my life.
0: Absolutely. And before I pan back to hell and let you go move on with this conversation, I'm glad that Trey brought up that point because we know the environment that you're in. It, it's so important. and so vital, especially in college. We all away from home to a certain degree, wherever, however far it is, we're away from home. We're away from our loved ones. So we're creating new friendships with people we don't really know. And we're gaining bonds and we're forming trust through over time. Right. And I think it's important that we get to highlight and understand that the community aspect and just the whole unconditional love that I think men have for one another that we don't really speak on too much, which it bothers me. We're going to change that. That's that's the point of this podcast. We're going to change that. (laughs) But um, it goes to show you that, like, like Hale said, like he was helping me out. And when he got injured, I remember being able to try to help him out as much as I could. And then when I'm going through the same stuff and this was around the same time, he's able to help me out mentally as well same thing with and we're gonna have a a, i ain't gonna spoil nothing but same thing with with Shay and same thing with junior when we was living together hell right like we was all able to lean on each other to get some through some of the things that we're going through and a lot of the things we related to one another like we always try to make things unique to us but most of the time it's very baseline like we have the same common issues it might sound a little different be a little different here and there we have the same issues same thing with trey remember we had that conversation on the couch that led to this podcast right we went through the once you started going in your conversation about what we was talking about on that couch we went through the same exact thing the same feelings and so that's the whole aura of this is to understand that we could all help each other um in certain type of ways whether it's emotional whether it's physical where it's mental spiritual like those guys around me help me in so many different ways and they have a way of going about it
1: and their expertise right Go ahead, Hale.
2: Yeah.
1: Um, I would, you know what, for any former athlete or anything, I would say, if you're just now hearing this, the most important thing I think you should do is you need to make peace about what happened as an athlete. All right? Mm-hmm. Whether you were an All-American, whether you won state, whether you were injured like me and didn't get the shot that you felt like you should have had or anything, Just look back at all that and just make peace with it. All right. Just forgive yourself, forgive who you need to forgive and be in that mindset that now it's time to move on. And the concept that all of us try to share and what we try to bring on each other is that we can't stop unfortunate things from happening. But what we can do is make every unfortunate thing turn out to be a positive. So while it sucks is bad that you may have gotten injured or maybe you didn't get your start or anything you could still take a lot from that time and from those lessons and propel yourself forward to make that into a positive i look back it's actually funny but i right now i still have one more year eligibility so going in yeah to. if i, I wanted to i could go play football right now yeah all, a lot of us do but uh i look back at it now and I was like, you know what, for better or for worse, having those injuries was a very pivotal point in my life for the better. You know, it really helped me grow up as a person. It really helped me understand myself a lot more. And then everything that transpired after after that, you know, I got hurt on my way to coming back, wasn't sure if I wanted to do it, COVID happened. COVID happened, still wasn't sure, but during that time I still had two, three more years of eligibility, so I could have made it work. I decided, let it go, graduate now, I have a great job, you know, I have so many more possibilities and a different outlook on life than what I did when I was in that state three years ago. But that, all that came from me just getting injured. But more importantly, that came from after the injury, instead of thinking life is over, I decided to be like, well, I got to make something positive about this. I Cannot. Have to- move on. I have to do something good with this. And then yeah, go ahead,
0: Troy. What would yeah, you like I just because I, I, I you know I'm very forgetful. So I want to get to this point because what you you made me think of is and I'll get into it when our last episode and elaborate more on it. But the key word in that, and when I, I was just having this conversation with my mom the other day, right? The key word that I'm hearing with you is the the word acceptance. Accepting things for what they were, accepting things for how they are, right? And I think that is a big part, especially for us, that's kind of moving on with our lives. And it's hard when you tie your self-worth into what you've been doing, right, especially something like sports. We talk a lot about sports because we were able to relate because we all played football. Right. But sure. anyone in life, when you tie your self-worth into, you know, because it's an innate thing, the more you work at something, the more you're going to care about it. Right. Because that's the more the more you value that mm-hmm. thing that you're always crafting, that energy, whatever the case may be. And I think acceptance is a a huge part of protecting your peace because it is hard to break away from something that you've only known right and i think us not thinking or being able to conceptualize the idea of the grass uh, being greener on the other side i think that keeps us in bad situations or keeps us from wanting to try something different or it keeps us on the like we kind of go back and forth and be fickle about if i want something different in life because i know what I know and I kind of want to stick here because I'm comfortable in it. Right. I'm coming. Mm-hmm. Remember, we talked about that all the time. And so I think it's, that's a, that's an important thing is to be able to accept these things. Right. And there's a there's a lot of things that go into how to be how to go about accepting things. But acceptance is a big part of protecting your peace, um, especially with knowing that some of these things are just experiences. Some people are just an experience like you're not supposed to hold on to everything in life, like everything is not supposed to be for it forever. You know what I'm saying? Imagine everybody you met in life and was you were there you, all the yeah, time. They was there. time. Your, your life would be overwhelming. How would you live that? You know what right. I'm saying? So I'll let mm-hmm. you go with that a little bit, Trey.
2: And I would definitely, I agree with you and both of you guys, how we were talking about how we got all these years left to plan? I honestly, like me stop the plan and me realizing that it wasn't just like football wasn't everything. And it was just like, something to do and like a hobby, it really truly made me realize that like, even now if somebody told me you could come play right now and come play football, I don't think I would do it. I just I just think that like now in my life and just the things that I wanna do, I don't even, like football isn't even a thought half of the days. Like I, of course I enjoy watching football on Sundays. I enjoy watching my little brother play and I might start coaching for him in the near future here. But I just think that like me playing football would put me in such a different mindset and had me thinking like it was be perfect or bust. And it, all the stress that I was putting on myself, it just wasn't healthy. And I feel like I'm in a better place now just because I don't have to worry about what somebody's thinking about me in football and letting a practice define how my whole mood was for the rest of that day or a game define how my mood was for that weekend and not being able to enjoy the good things in life. Cause I feel like I missed out on a lot of good things in life and a lot of fun times with my friends, just because I was so focused on football and that I let that determine what my mood was and how I was doing all of the time.
0: Absolutely. Go ahead, help.
1: Yeah. So let's have, let's have some fun here. Um, mm-hmm. I want to paint a scenario for you guys, and then I want to hear your thoughts on that or kind of your advice, you know, uh, on how you would, can move forward in a particular situation and a little Baxter on why I feel like we should do that is just that uh, a lot of our audiences are obviously young, uh, fresh out of college things. And I feel like this scenario kind of fits a lot of people who not only are looking at our content, but in general are seeking for some sort of answer. So I think it would be nice if we try something different like that, where I paint a little scenario and then we just hear each other's thoughts. You know, again, there's no wrong answer. There really isn't. It's more just if you were in their shoes, how would you approach a certain situation or anything like that? So the scenario is this. um, Let's say you're a recent college grad. Right. Young. You're staying with your parents. You have a degree, but you're not 100 percent sure if you want to move forward with it. You're not quite sure. You know it. You kind of just pick the degree to it, you know, to a point. So. You have a degree, you're a recent college grad, you're at home with your parents, you're trying to just figure out life, you're trying to figure out where to go to there. So, what would be your advice to that individual trying to find their peace, trying to find their purpose, trying to figure out what's gonna work for them? Cause you know, they still have the rest of their lives to work with. And I'll start first and then I can move on with Jordan. Um, I think the most important thing for someone in that situation is one, they have to be very self-aware of who they are as a person. Right. And the most effective way, in my opinion, to do that is you're gonna have to be alone. You're gonna have to be alone. You're gonna have to be in a position where you're gonna have to make your own decisions. And someone's not gonna be there to tell you what to do, right? So with that being said, I would say you're in a very privileged spot with being at your parents' house. But with that, you have to make sure whatever job you end up choosing or going with, you're saving as much money as you can. You save as much money. I think everyone should have three to six months of emergency fund. I preach that. I think that's a very good starting point for anyone. If you don't know what that is, then let's just say three to $6,000. I feel like that's a great starting point for any young adult before they move out and go to an apartment because if anything happens, that's a lot of cushion room that you can have to where you're not just hurrying up and moving back to your parents or anything right Right. especially with the economy today and stuff right so with that being said i would go with that route do whatever you can to move out but also be financially stable when you move out so save as much money as you can while you're staying with your parents right and then once you get to your own place that's where the fun begins you know because you'll be on your own you'll be alone i would say start trying things Start developing hobbies, start going to things, you know, don't feel like, don't feel like you're in a box. Don't be afraid to reinvent yourself, basically. You know, whoever you were in college is set to change. So don't be afraid to take that step to try to change as a person, try to, if you want to read, read, if you want to work out, work out, you know, try to find something new, Mm -hmm. try to find your niche, try to find what's going to help you And what's going to be the right thing for you, not just what everyone else thinks and everyone else says. Right. Right. So moving out, reinventing yourself. And then the third point is that it's very important to figure out a purpose. I can't really tell you how to figure out your purpose. I think there's a lot of uh, self-help. I think there's a lot of books. I think there's a lot of things that can kind of help you. But. You are going to have to figure out a purpose at some point on what makes you go. What do you want to do with your life? What what brings you true happiness? Right. And then yeah. once you find that purpose, then the final step is time to work hard, time yep. to get down, put in the hours. You need time to have that work ethic. Don't you know, don't be afraid to work harder type of mentality.
2: Yeah, I definitely so agree. with you. Th-
1: those are the things. What's up? I said
2: I was definitely agreeing with you. I feel like. Like going off of what you were saying, you definitely have to like once you out of that college life, out of the you're like on your own now, you're trying to figure out, okay, what do I do with this degree? What should I do? All of my friends have like certain goals and certain things that they want. But like I personally don't know. So I feel like what you should do is just branch out and try different things. Ask your friends about like what they're doing in their lives, what they're doing for their jobs. Like how did they get there? What are some of the steps that they've done? to try to figure out what they want to do in life. And just by having those different experiences, then it'll help you be able to decide like, well, my friend's doing this, so that's what I want to do. And that's actually something that's happened to me now is that while I was at work, I ran into one of, one of my old football teammates who I played with in college. And, he was, and we were catching up and he was kind of telling me about what he was doing and like where he was working at because we were working, because I work at Children's and he works at Wash U. But like it's kind of a joint campus. So we met, we ran into each other at Chick-fil-A. We're just catching up. And he was telling me about his job. And I was like, well, maybe I want to do that. Like maybe that's something that I haven't explored yet. So why don't I try to do that and try to figure it out? And currently now, that's what I'm in the middle of doing. And I feel like through just through the interviews and people that I talk to, like this is something that I want to do long term now.
0: Absolutely. And to go to piggyback off that hill to answer your, your question when in terms of like what advice I would give to somebody. um, This is psychology one on one. So y'all get psych Jordan for like one minute, less than one minute. righty, awesome. Go. All right. So we our brains is hardwired to think very, very definitively around about things. Right. That's why we got fight or flight response. Right. At some point, evolutionary psychology said what, you know, the homo sapien was in the jungle. I have to decide and I have to make a quick decision when I see a tiger. Do I stay or do I go? And that's where our brain thinks it thinks very black and white. And so it leaves no area for great or it leaves no room for gray area unless we change our thinking, which that's what we're talking about. Changing our perspective, rewiring our brain on this podcast. Right. Um, The thing I will say to you, because all of y'all make good points is when it comes to your purpose or whatever you're trying to do, or even if you don't think you know what you're trying to do. Right. We talk about the three P's. Right. What are you passionate about? Is it something positive? Right. Is it something productive? Does it bring you does it bring about something for you? Right. Those three P's and the thing that I think all of us have to do in terms of if you have or if you're trying to give somebody advice for um, anybody that's in a position where they're trying to figure their life out is to make a, not only make a plan, but search for. Uh, a way of making things black and white. I love Kobe for the simple fact that he talks about non-negotiables, right? He's like, I set non-negotiables in my life to where I can't negotiate myself out of that, right? And I think I talked about this a couple episodes, is that trying to search for discipline and whatever your plan is, more so than motivation, because the the fact of the matter is, is that your discipline is going to take you further than your motivation, right? We talk about that all the time. But just make everything black and white in terms of your decision making would be my piece of advice. Take out what you want to do and just kind of go for the right thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, definitely. And <clears throat> yeah, discipline is very important um, with whatever you do. It uh, doesn't matter what type of plan or however good it is. Um, you got to have discipline. And I I mean, with that in and of itself, um, it's very important that you don't have to have a foolproof plan. Like I'm not saying you can go with the wind necessarily, but you don't have to have a very strategic point A, point B, point C. It doesn't always work like that. You know, be willing to be free flowing to a degree, be willing to adjust when you need to adjust. Uh, It's kind of like what Trey said, Trey, Trey's job, he had a particular path. And then with that conversation, with the guy with his old uh, teammate at Chick-fil-A, you know, he realized, you know what? Maybe I'm going to diverge from my path and try this route here, you know? And right, there's nothing wrong with that, especially since we're young. We have a great opportunity as we're young to go out, try new things, figure out what works for us. We don't have to be confined to a particular career, to a particular job or anything. And I always like to add on to this is that um, not everyone's going to be a millionaire. Statistically, it's impossible. So I don't like to sell people dreams like that, uh-huh. that if you do this, you're going to be a millionaire or something like that. Or it's so easy. No, it's not. It's, no. it's it was not, not going to happen. And, you know, there's only a very small amount of people that can do it. And with that being said, I mean, there's just so many variables, There's so much that goes into it. Some people don't even have the opportunity from birth. Just from where you were born, at, where you live, you know, so I don't try to do that. I don't think everyone can be a actually. No. Yeah. Not everyone can be a millionaire. But what I can say is everyone is entitled to be financially stable is one. Everyone does have the opportunity and is able to be financially stable. And two, everyone has the right and has the ability to be emotionally stable. Hey, and I'm, inner peace is part of that, you know. And I think it,
0: with with that though, I do want to. I'm glad you brought that up because it does jog my memory on what I do want to talk about. And I think we got to get this concept real real quick. Emotional sure. boundaries. I want to talk about emotional boundaries because that is so important. I'm think. Thank you for segueing into that, because. That is the biggest part of protecting our peace is when you get that sort of peace um, that you're going for, right? Getting rid of your resentments, working through those things, working through forgiveness for yourself, working through your forgiveness for other people. Um, emotional boundaries is the next step, right? And I I want to start off before I give y'all your question, um, in terms of emotional boundaries, I want to go ahead and tell you a little bit about where I, I struggled even a couple years ago and still kind of struggle with too to a certain extent. And so um, I want to say in 2020, on my first year in Quincy, I was kind of struggling with a lot of things, kind of with not only football, but just transitioning to a new school. Yada, yada. Right. I was kind of just still breaking down a lot of things that was going on in my life. And at that point, um, I had somebody that was going through something. Right. Um, and it was it was kind of hard for me to understand and try to be there for that person for the simple fact that I wasn't able to give to myself. So I'm trying to, like you said, hell earlier, is like I'm not in the space mentally to be able to give what I want to give or I feel like you need in terms of emotional support, in terms of advice, because I myself is drained or I myself is going through a lot of things. Right. And so one of the hardest, one of the hardest things I had to grasp was emotional boundaries and understanding that, you do have a compassion meter like you can't just be compassionate all the time. Just give, 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 give. And you're going to run out of stuff to give. Right. You're going to be drained and you you can't. I didn't want to change the essence of me being a giver, but I didn't have nothing to give. And then I was the one losing in the situation. So, I, like I said, I had a friend I was going through some real life stuff, but I remember telling her, like, look, I can't at a certain point. I was like, I understand the support that you need. But I understand also that I'm not able to give it to you um, in a way I feel like you would need at this particular point. And I understand that our friendships and all of that was important. So, you know, you always want to feel obligated to being there for your friend. But at that particular time, I felt like I would have did more damage than I would have done um, any help. And so setting that emotional boundary and understanding like you can't get into this certain you can't just be too compassionate. You can't be over you can't be to the point where you're always giving and it's taken away from you as well. So, you know, what I'm saying because we have a responsibility to ourselves as well. So I would think that would be uh, when we talk about emotional boundaries in terms of my testimony with it, it's something that I struggle with. So when me speaking to that hill, um, when we talk about emotional boundaries, are there any stories that come to light about uh, boundaries for you? And how does that talk about um, or how does that help in protecting your peace?
1: Yeah, definitely. So um, definitely can't, it's it's a very personal story. So, um, definitely have to tread, you know, can't say any names or names, right. particulars and stuff. So, uh, bear with me if I feel a need to cut myself short or anything while I'm telling sure. you on this story. But, um, you know, again, uh, a lot of your emotional, let's just say baggage that you can have most of the time it's gonna come from someone that's close to you, whether it's a close right. friend or a close family, you know, it's just, that's how proximity works. You know, however you're around, you're eventually gonna be affected by your environment and such. So um, obviously everyone has family problems. You know, I'm not gonna be the one to say that my situation is something supernatural. You know, I never, I never really talk like that. I'll never make it seem like It's just something otherworldly wrong. But what I will say is that it was emotionally damaging for me for a very long time, you know, and it's something that I still, um, make sure I check myself on. It's that, Hey, you know, at some point you really do have to let make peace with the past, you know, and I have to figure out what worked for me. Uh, yeah, I just have to figure out what worked for me, man, you know, is, You can't just hate your family. That's one thing I will preach. You can't get to a point where you just hate your family. You're just going to have to figure out what's going to work for you in an alternative way. And I do love my family, but there are certain things that I realize I have to do to make sure that I still love my family, you know? So I guess a good example is, is that um, it's a lot more productive It's a lot better for me if we don't live so close to each other if we're not, you know, in the same neighborhood or anything like that. And again, they're not bad people at all. There's nothing inherently wrong with them. You know what I mean? It's just their inner peace and my inner peace or what works for me and what works for them are different things. Right. Right. And for a while it consumed me because I had to deal with it and I had a large family as you know so it's a lot of different emotions a lot of different personalities in one house that can affect people you know so that was just one time for me where i just had to be like you know i can't just abandon these people i have to make something work so i have to make something work that works for me and now i feel like we have an amazing relationship you know it's i still go see them for holidays i go You know, we talk on the phone, we text each other. There's no bad blood in my family. But the important part of why it's like that is because with me personally, I set certain boundaries and I put certain things in place to where it never goes overboard, you know? And that's, that's important. And it's a tough reality. That's a tough thing for me to say, honestly. It's very tough. But that's just something that you have to be willing to do to make it work for you and to have your peace. absolutely you know?
0: so and that that goes to show you that that's emotional maturity with not only your family but friends all these boundaries are important in all aspects of who you have a relationship with so i'm gonna pan to you trey real quickly um when we talk about boundaries what is something that you struggle with in terms of like setting boundaries whether it's emotional or anything and how did you go about setting uh your boundaries and how does it work for you
2: I would definitely say that something I definitely struggle with is with the emotional boundary side of things is in relationships. I feel like in my past relationships, I would always be the person to like, oh, I'm OK. Nothing bothers me. Like always shake it off and be like, it's not worth it because the fighting that's going to come after it isn't worth like me just getting the point across or me just saying some little thing bother me. that was something I really struggled with, I think a lot. And for me to have that emotional maturity to be like, no, like this, this thing is really bothering me. And I want to talk about it and we need to figure this out because you're going to consistently do it. Cause that person doesn't know that it's bothering me and those things will happen. And then I would have a mess. I would have a bad attitude towards that person and they would be completely ignorant to what was, what caused it and like why I was acting this way And that would even start a whole mess of other problems. And I think what helped me realize that is that one time when I actually did open my mouth and actually did talk about something that was really bothering me and something that I wanted to be fixed in our relationship, that thing got fixed. And then I realized, wow, just me opening my mouth and saying something changes everything. Like it just it's not as big of a deal as I think it would be. And that with me being able to talk about it and be able to communicate. I was able to advance our relationship in different areas that I never knew was possible.
0: And then you just set the boundary on just, you know, letting not letting, you know, certain things bleed into you and not letting things affect you in terms of like changing the essence of who you are. Right. So to wrap up what we are talking with this episode and kind of what I want to elaborate on when it comes to boundaries is understanding that, like how your boundaries affect somebody or, you know what I'm saying, is a disservice to somebody, that's not your responsibility, right? And we talking about protecting your peace, like you owe everything to yourself. So if something is draining you or something is bothering you, yeah, communication is a part of boundaries when you're in a shared space with somebody. That is another part of mm-hmm. setting boundaries, being able to communicate, um, seeing that things leak into you and being able to separate from that or the acceptance piece of boundaries, accepting things for what they are or what they're not right all those things make up boundaries but and boundaries are important i think that's the biggest thing when we talk about protecting your peace that is the biggest thing is understanding what you want as a boundary and standing on them especially emotional boundaries because we don't want to give too much to where we are drained when we look in the mirror it's like dang i got nothing for myself you know what i'm saying i don't feel good but everybody around me feel good like that's a terrible way of feeling like that's not living that's just surviving i wouldn't even i wouldn't even say that's surviving like that's not thriving at all like that's just right. as it is very draining and setting those emotional boundaries and we can go into it maybe in a mini episodes about how to set emotional boundaries you know, i think it's important to bring up that boundaries are going to be the number one thing that i would say is the one thing that people should aim to setting for themselves standing on them and understanding that it will inconvenience some people Right, because people only know you in this light, and they want they've only seen you in this light. So when you stand on something that that is new for them, it's gonna hard. It's gonna be hard for them to adjust because they're like, man, I've been getting X, Y, and Z from them. Now I can't, I can't get into them as much as I used to. But at the same time, this is protecting your peace, and this is an eye program. A lot of things we talk about the eye, right? So yeah. it's not your responsibility to change your boundaries because it affects other people. And we can have another mini episode with that. But I want to wrap this episode up with. The guilty pleasure question that i think my boy here wanted to get into um we can we can go with that
1: oh yeah oh what's a what's a guilty pleasure guilty pleasure yeah well, what's a guilty I'm, pleasure so um i have this thing um i actually do enjoy st louis barbecue just to put that out there i know <laughs> i know we could you know we go back and forth from Louis. thanks but yeah i do enjoy st louis barbecue so what i do is Every two weeks when I get paid, I treat myself to barbecue for dinner. So every two weeks, and I pretty much go to the same barbecue place. So they probably know me by name and I get the same thing too. But <laughs> right, <laughs> I go, yeah. So I'd literally leave work and like my coworkers know about it now too. So it's like I leave work and they're like, Yep, he's about to go get some barbecue. It's like, Yep, about to go ahead and get some barbecue. So I go to the same place. Get to play music, you know, I'm on the highway, I'm just having a great time and stuff, but uh man, I mean that's in the piece right there, man. I mean, I i really enjoy it. It's something that most people probably wouldn't even understand, but it's just a cool thing that I like to do and I'm glad that I'm able to do it.
0: All right, Trey, quickly guilty pleasure. All right, grab this episode. Uh,
1: guilty pleasure. If you if you
2: know me, you can obviously tell this is my guilty pleasure pleasure. Is that every month I try to get a new pair of shoes? Every single month, month in, month. You saying
0: no, this this is no November. No. Yeah, it's no. not this. I'm not even. The barbecue
1: thing ain't sounding too bad now. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, no. Every month I'm like,
0: man, let me go get these
2: shoes real quick. I need these. Knowing I don't need them, knowing I have way too many shoes. I got more shoes than I that I could even wear in a month. I could wear one pair of shoes for a whole month, not switch up. And then it's like i gotta go get them. It's just, I don't know. It's just something about having that new shoe smell, just having the new kicks on your feet. You just I don't know. You right, feel
0: like you can conquer the world sometimes. I know you I know you can back me up on this. No, nah, yeah, bro. It feel like no. Nah, it's so many shoes that I haven't touched. So that is definitely one of my guilty pleasures, but I'm gonna give you another one and I'm be brief about it. Shoes is number one for me though. Um that's my thing, that's my baby. It's just about having them. I don't even like yeah. I don't even wear I wear my Yeezy slides and my yeezy. We do not support Kanye on this before. I love the concept of hit the, the Yeezy slides. What's <laughs> the name? I love the concept of the shoes. Right. I'm not getting into any Kanye dissertations or dialogue right now. I'm talking about particularly the shoes. Anyway, my second guilty pleasure as we wrap this up is let me think on this outside of shoes. Free time. Y'all know I don't ever give myself free time. Like no. I'm always busy, busy, busy. So free time, time to relax. That's my guilty pleasure. I wouldn't even say it's a guilty pleasure because you really need it. But. The jordan uh lacks in that area so we'll fix that though but with yeah. that being said great episode um make sure to comment like share subscribe apple Podcasts, youtube um and spotify um and this has been yeah, a good appreciate episode
2: everybody keep tapping in with us keep listening telling your friends trying to spread our message really appreciate everybody
1: anything help yep. anything you know just yeah just throwing it out there instagram mm-hmm. at underscore Men the podcast. We've been getting a lot all of love that. from there. A lot of people been supporting. Keep it up. It's great. Um, TikTok, men, period, the period podcast, podcast, all one word, all lowercase. And then our YouTube channel is just men the podcast. It's all pretty straightforward.
0: All righty. Well, with that being that's said, it's right. free. Absolutely. Support is free. Support your homie support your friends, support everybody in your life that's trying to go for something. And we're trying to do the same thing here on this podcast. So with that being said, thank you for tuning in.